Brothers reunited. Darth Maul, the sinister Sith, thought to have been destroyed so many years ago by Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, was found alive by his brother, Savage Opress, and taken back to Mother Talzin on Dathomir. Though Darth Maul's memory has yet to be fully restored, his need for vengeance has awakened more powerful than ever. Bucketheads, Mavartigar, welcome to the 154th Marvelously Murdery Mall episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. How the heck is everyone doing? Can't. So glad you're here. So glad you're here. Can't wait to get this thing started today. We are fired up for this episode. Remember, of course, the best way to find us is on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. All right. I, I don't know what to tell you. We, we're here. We've made it. We've reached the end of Season 4 for Star Wars The Clone Wars. And it's been a, a joyous glorious ride to get to this point for season four for, excuse me for season four and yeah i don't i you know we teased it last week with you know maul's back but this week we get maul back you know it, it's it's all about putting him back on his path i guess is the, is the way i want to phrase that you know maul's in a very uh he's not all together he's not there yet he's not the maul that we know that we will get to know through the remaining uh, episodes of this of this series, uh, and he's got a little bit of recovery to do. But luckily, Mother Talzin will bring him back to the fold in Dathomir, repair his mind, and and uh, upgrade his legs, which is a big step. It's a very pivotal part of Maul's journey <laughs> in this episode: is uh, getting away from that spider body that he has, getting some new fancy legs, and luring. Obi-Wan Kenobi into a trap. It's a great one. We got so... It's just so it's just so good to be to this point, right? You know, I've mentioned it before. When when Season 4 was coming out, when they were getting ready to, to debut Season 4, you know, we had been told, I think at, at Comic-Con, that it was going to be all about uh, the return of Maul. That, that, that was going to be sort of like the big thing 
for season four of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And we didn't get it till the very, very end. Uh, but it's a very, it was a very interesting way to approach it, right? Like you sort of tease them all and then you don't make them, you don't make them show up until the very, very end. <laughs> and in hindsight, like I, I really like the way this season plays out so much that it doesn't really matter to me that they, they, they kind of save their ace card for the very, very end. I think it works out really, really nicely. It's, it's a fantastic job. And this episode, uh, by, by and large, the best one of the season and, and possibly of the show to this point, right? We, you know, we continue on with what we started in the last episode where the, the Clone Wars, the Star Wars Clone Wars logo emblazoned in red like the Sith lightsabers we all know and love so well. And and it just goes from there. And, and you know, again, it's, it's a story that focuses on our bad guys. And that's something that this show has done so, so well in its run is is, is give these, these villains an opportunity to kind of breathe in a way that they weren't able to in the films, uh, particularly for Maul. You know, we, we thought by and large Maul's story was done after he fell in two pieces down the reactor shaft on Naboo. Not so fast, my friends. Not so fast. So, yeah, it's just, it's really exciting that we're back and and um, and that again, I think a lot of people at, at the time felt like this was like a, a gimmick, that this was just a ploy. Like, oh, they're bringing back Darth Maul. What the hell? Why are they doing that? That's dumb. Like, this is just to get people to watch the show again, or whatever, or to get bring eyes to it, or whatever, get get attention on the show. And you know, maybe on the surface, it it, it looked that way, but when you get into the episode, when you when you start to see, you see the beginning of the framework of what they're trying to do here with Maul. And Sam Witwer's performance is no small part of why this works so well. Uh, what Sam brings to the role is is magic in, in a lot of senses. I mean, he really infuses him with life that we didn't get before. I mean, re- remember in Phantom Menace, Maul doesn't talk much. Uh, and, and what he has to say, I mean, it wasn't even Ray Park. They, they dubbed over Ray Park. And, and, you know, we never got that sort of internal monologue or any sort of insight into like Maul's train of thought into his path, what, into, into what he wants to get from his partnership with, uh, or his apprenticeship with Sidious. And you know, over the years since the time of the Phantom Menace, you know, we've gotten a lot more Maul material, uh, whether it's stuff that's now part of uh, part of the old uh, Legends line, the old expanded universe stuff, you know, with the Shadowhunter book and uh, the James Lucino short stories, and like the various comic books that came out before the the, the Ron Mars comic, the Jeremy. Uh, uh, Barlow comic, Barlow, Barth, yeah, Barlow. You know, a lot of great stuff with Maul, but a lot of it's also been pushed to the side, uh, mostly in favor of of what they do here in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Um, and I think it works out really, really well by and large. I think a lot of the stuff that that is considered legends, you could still kind of bring back into into Maul's mythology. There's not. There, there's a few things that maybe contradict each other, and then you you can iron that out. But they, there are definitely elements of of all the essential legend stuff that you can bring back into into play for Maul's backstory. Uh, you, you know, the only thing you got to be careful of is what's going on here in the Clone Wars, because this is now the canon. Uh, so what we find out here is really really good stuff, and uh, we'll talk about it. I think I think we're probably gonna. I have loose plans to get into this more in season five. Of, of our of our rewatches, uh, but because there's there's some bigger plans at 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 stake for Maul that we don't get to uh, because of the abrupt cancellation of season six of Star Wars: The Clone Wars after the Disney acquisition of it. You know, some 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 episodes went unproduced, 
there were scripts about. And there was a, a big chunk of it had to do with, with, with Maul uh, and Maul luring Grievous and Dooku and, and, and Sidious into a confrontation. Uh, and, and, you know, luckily they, they, they told the story through the comic books. Uh, and I think, again, I think it was right at the time of Marvel taking over the license from Dark Horse. Uh, so I think the book was originally published in single issues by Dark Horse, but finished with Marvel so that when it came out as a trade paperback, uh, it had the Marvel logo. And, you know, now everything has the Marvel logo on it now. So that just is what it is. But a really interesting pieces, uh, some very interesting pieces of Maul's uh, backstory are in those comic books. And again, they, they're sort of branded as legends, but because they're based off of the Clone Wars uh, scripts, uh, I think we have to take them pretty seriously. And you know, it has to do with him being, you know, running the Shadow Collective, having to do with his, you know, having the dark saber, being in charge of the Mandalorians, um, and and it's 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 stuff we're going to talk about a lot more uh, further into the show, uh, further into into our rewatch. But right now, just you know, just I'm just kind of teasing things to get you all excited for what's to come. So let's go ahead and get into our episode. I, I, I'm already going on far longer than I thought I would uh, before we dive in. But this is Season 4, Episode 22, the season finale. This is Revenge. Original air date, March 16th, 2012. Our plot this week, Mother Talzin restores Darth Maul's sanity and gives him a better pair of mechanical eggs. Now, Maul wants revenge on Obi-Wan Kenobi and lures the Jedi to the remote planet of Radonia. Ooh, la, la. Our episode is directed by Brian O'Connell and written, once again, by Katie Lucas, who has done an absolutely bang-up job here in, in these final four episodes of this season. Just spot-on, stellar, stellar stuff. Our cast this week, Sam Witwer is Darth Maul. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. The great Clancy Brown is Savage Opress. Nika Futterman is Asajj Ventress. Barbara Goodson is Mother Talzin. Tom Kane is our narrator, Yoda. <laughs> Are you, okay, there should be a comma there. It should be our narrator Yoda. No, 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 narrator and Yoda. Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu, and we our Jedi fortune cookie this week. It's a, it's a, it's a tale as old as time. We've heard this expression so many, many times in our lives. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, and that's basically what we get out of this episode because it sees. The unlikely team up between Obi Wan Kenobi and Asajj Ventress. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, uh, Ventress's stakes in all of this. You know, her role in the creation of Opress, and and now finding out about Maul. And uh, it, it it works out really great because you have uh, the two sides of, of the Maul brothers versus uh, the former Sith assassin and and Jedi Knight Obi Wan Kenobi here. Obviously, the feud between Kenobi and Maul is real, and now there's a feud between Savage Opress and Asajj Ventress that is very, very real for her to attempts to use him as this murderous device to kill Dooku. So everyone has stakes in this episode, which is what's really, really exciting about it. You know, stakes for the good guys, stakes for the bad guys, and it all just really sings together really, really nicely. So we're going to go ahead and get, get into it. Uh, quick little programming note, if you notice my voice may be a tad off today, I am a bit under the weather today, but the show must go on. The show must go on. So we will we will power through with the, with the power of the dark side or the light side. You, you decide what's, what power of the force I'm using. And we're going to get this episode 
uh, locked down and done because I just couldn't wait to talk about it. Uh, so froggy throat be damned. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into the episode. You know what that means. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. You found him. I knew you would. Yes. He is damaged. He doesn't remember much of his old life. But he does remember something. Something or someone named Kenobi. It is an obsession. Returning from Lotho Minor to Dathomir, Savage Press has brought Maul home. I'm sort of interested. Again, Maul is, is in this configuration where he's on this giant spider-like body, the cybernetic spider body that he has. And I'm very curious how uh, Savage Press was able to lure him onto the ship to get him out of there. Because he's obviously, you know, this is all very... Um, out of his comfort zone for the last 10 years or so. Uh, so it must have taken some work uh, on, on Opress's part to get him into the ship to even go back to Dathomir. But that aside, what I really like about this section is as, as Savage Opress lands the freighter down on the surface of the planet, uh, is we get to see the carnage that was wrought from, from Grievous's invasion during the massacre episode of the show. You know, it's only been a short time uh, since those events that that Opress has returned. Uh, and what we also see here is uh, Mother Talzin, right? She is is sort of, you know, they don't talk about it in this episode, but from things in later episodes, we find out that, that you know, Mother Talzin can only stay corporeal for a brief amount of time. Uh, and, and one of her plans is to sort of <laughs> solve that problem but that's for down the road that's something we're going to talk about in season five maybe even into season six is, is mother Towson's ability to kind of go back and forth here as we get a little bit more explanation as we as we sort of dive into her into her a little bit more uh but for the time being she can be corporeal when she chooses to be if even if for a short period of time she's still vastly powerful though and it's with those that with with her powers her vast powers that she is able to a, uh, a lure Maul out of the freighter, uh, much like you would do with like a, ki a kitten with a laser pointer. Uh, that's you know she shows a bright shiny object and Maul just follows it. Uh, it it's something that <laughs> it it was interesting to see. It's like wow, the great and mighty Darth Maul, uh, you know, following a laser pen. <laughs> what would you do? I couldn't help it. I thought it was, I thought that was funny. All right, but she gets him to the special area. They're gonna do a spell, use some Night Sister magics here, put him to sleep, and Mother Towson begins the process of putting his mind back together again. I mean, we literally see her like pulling out the the mind fog in which he exists. Right, it's sort of like all the all that all that confusion, all that non-important stuff, right? All, all the all the other stuff that's, that's bogging his mind down. She's basically pulling it all out of his head. We're seeing her do this. And then at the same time, she's giving him a massive upgrade on his legs. We 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 shed the spider-like droid droid legs and she incorporates parts of the super battle droids from the battlefield and and sort of modifies them a bit and and now we have a new set of of deadly legs 
for Darth Maul to have. Now, this is not the final set of legs that, that he will have. He will get another upgrade down the road. Uh, in case anyone's wondering, like, oh, wait, I thought his legs were different when we see him, you know, in, in later on, like in Season 7. Slow down. Slow down. Uh, this 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 is the first set of upgraded legs, and and uh, any like any good person with cybernetic legs, you, you you know you're always on the lookout for an upgrade. Okay, that's not how it played out, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when the time comes. So let's check back in as as the spell and the new legs seems to come to an end, and it's time to wake Maul. Arise, Maul, reborn son of Dathomir. Brother. Brother. I like how as Maul comes to, he grabs Savage Press by the face before it sort of dawns on him that, oh yeah, brother. My, my legs. They have been restored by Mother Talzin. It has been so long and my path has been so dark. Darker than I ever dreamed it could be. And yet you survived. So now we have a good sequence where Maul's kind of testing out his new legs, goes for a bit of a run, unleashes a very primal scream uh, as as the reborn Maul is uh, already plotting. The title of this episode, Revenge. My hatred kept my spirit intact even though my body was not. Yet I was lost and became a rabid animal. And such is how you found me. Brother discarded, forgotten. I have missed so much. The force feels out of balance. Yes, there is conflict. The Clone Wars. Oh, yes. So it began without me. You can begin again, brother. apprentice to the most powerful being in the galaxy once. I was destined to become so much more. But I was robbed of that destiny by the Jedi, by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then you must have your revenge, my brother. Yes, we shall start with revenge. Alright, so really great stuff going on right there. You know, you got the classic elements of like that sort of Sithy music that they played a lot in episode one. Whenever, whenever Maul would appear on screen, you'd have like that really dark, sinister. Again, it had a very Sith-like feel to it. Whenever he would pop up on screen, and they sort of sort of bring that back as we're being reintroduced to Maul in this fashion. His need for vengeance, I think, you know, is is a very powerful through line for Maul, and and that's really what it's all about. And it's not just about getting revenge on Kenobi. He wants revenge on everybody. You know, again, he feels that his he was robbed of his destiny. 
and he's going to make every single person pay for it who he believes had a, had a role to play in causing him that destiny. And, you know, again, we can talk about Maul's ultimate path, right? His ultimate journey that he goes on and where it ends. But I don't want to go there yet. I don't want to go there. We want to walk through this together as, as we have these moments. But this path that he's on now, this, this revenge, this need for vengeance, this drives him, this consumes him, this is his all, his everything. Again, a, a, a cunning strategist a, 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 you know, has a ton of motivation, I guess is the way I want to put that. He, he's highly motivated, but as we have learned so often from the Jedi, revenge is not the path, right? It's a, it's a path of self-destruction, and where does Maul ultimately end up? but self-destructing in, 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 a, in, a, in a different, sadder fashion than I think anyone expected him to. Um, but the duality with him and Obi-Wan is, is so vital to this, this, this last half of the Star Wars, the Clone Wars series, that we want to pay attention to these elements here because, again, Maul is a character who doesn't change that much in, in, in the sort of broader sense of what does this guy want now versus what he wants, you know, by season seven, it's all the same. Like this guy's through line. This is what dominates his mentalities, his mentality, excuse me. And for better or for worse, I mean, again, he's highly effective. He gets a lot of things done. He gets a lot of balls rolling, but again, he's, he's going up against what he just, he just said it. He was an apprentice to the most powerful being in the galaxy. And now he wants to go toe to toe. And, 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 and sort of prove his worth to that being. And as we may or may not find out, Sidious may or may not have and uh, planned for this as well. But again, that's for down the road. Let's stay focused on this episode because, again, right now, primary concern, revenge against Kenobi. And he has a very surefire way of getting the Jedi Knight's attention. Brother... What are we doing here? The Jedi won't be out this far in the galaxy. In the galaxy at war, Savage, there is only one way to get the attention of the Jedi. Slaughter of the innocent, mercilessly and without compromise. All right, well, I got a feeling the Jedi Knights are not going to like that. And it is sort of funny. <laughs> well, funny is not the right word. Um, but yeah, they're they're on they're on this planet, Radonia. They're killing innocents. They still send a hollow message to the Jedi, you know, like, hey, by the way, look what we're doing. I, I feel like just the return of Maul would have been enough to to prompt Obi Wan to get involved in the scenario. But again, the wholesale slaughter of innocents—that's a surefire way to get attention. Innocent blood on your hands, Kenobi. Unless you come here, face me. Come alone, and if you do not, this world will burn. I have to go. Not alone, you're not. We'll send a task force with you. No. You see what he's capable of. He is a broken, unbalanced monster. I've dealt with him before. I can do it again. I disagree. This is clearly a trap. Against my better judgment. 
Agree with Master Kenobi. I do. Finish what he started long ago. Obi-Wan must. I am off to Redonia. Master Yoda, if this is indeed Darth Maul, his capture is far too important to leave it to Obi-Wan alone. Hmm. Not alone will Kenobi be. An unexpected ally he may have. Trust the Force. We must. So that's a very interesting way. <laughs> Yoda always the man with the with the riddles, right? Um, and again, we 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 don't have to spend long wondering who this ally is going to be. We cut right to the back, back to Tatooine, back to uh, our favorite cantina. At least I assume it's our favorite cantina. It looks like our favorite cantina, uh, where a bunch of bounty hunters are are looking for bounties to pick up, and the one comes across for Savage Opress, and. Asajj Ventress wastes no time picking that one up for herself. Um, uh, let me go back real quick to the hollow message that, that Maul sends to the Jedi. I find it uh, fascinating. He lines up five people, five innocents of Radonia, while he's delivering his message, directing it directly at Kenobi, uh, directing it to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and then he fires the lightsaber, and then like one swift move, swift move of the saber severs five heads. And the bodies just fall to the ground in the hologram. It's uh, it's quite an impressive stroke, uh, and very very effective at, at getting Obi Wan uh, involved. There is a, a certain amount of overconfidence, I think, on Obi Wan's part, uh, believing that uh, because he beat Maul once, he could do it again this time as well. That uh, that Maul is, a, is an unbalanced monster, as he says. Uh, but if you go through, they, they you know they they haven't really touched on it in. Uh, television-based source material, but if you re you know some, from some of the novels, you know, in Obi Wan's original fight with Darth Maul, he's fueled by anger. I mean, it, you know, he he sort of briefly touches glances across the dark side of the Force in his battle against Darth Maul after witnessing Qui Gon Jinn's murder at his, at Maul's hands. And Maul Maul will we'll talk a little bit about that in this in this episode. They never directly say it, but but. Kenobi fights with much more of a passion in that because of the loss that has just occurred. Uh, this time he goes into it without that level of emotion. It's more of a dispassionate battle this time around. Uh, and it doesn't work in his favor, especially at the beginning here when, when uh, well, well, we'll get there. Let, let's check out, let's check out Ventress uh, picking up the bounty. Whoa, million credits. Who is this savage oppress? I'll take it. Don't even consider it, boys. I've got this one. the way the little bounty goes into her device like that and it's kind of like now she's contracted for it it's pretty rad the another another uh, small appearance by embo in this episode we saw a little bit of embo in, in the previous episode uh no we didn't we saw a little pre a little bit of embo in the prior episode to that <laughs> but it's kind of funny like embo's kind of getting inserted into some of these uh little moments here and there was with other bounty hunters particularly here on tatooine uh and it was in um 
the episode after Massacre, the one where Ventress becomes a bounty hunter, basically. Embo has a small part in that as well. He just kind of shows up, walks out of the little uh, uh, room that Boba Fett and his gang are in. Uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> again, just another little appearance by Embo, one of my favorites uh, in this bounty hunting-based series of episodes. I mean, we've seen a lot of Embo recently, and I don't, I'm not mad at it. But uh, Obi-Wan's going to be arriving on Raidonia, and things will not go his way very, very quickly. Jedi, I have been waiting for you. I'm not sure I've made your acquaintance. I am surprised you could have forgotten me so easily after I killed your master and you left me for dead on Naboo. It is you. You may have forgotten me, but I will never forget you. You cannot imagine the depths I would go to to stay alive, fueled by my singular hatred for you. That may be so, but I defeated you before, and I can defeat you again. <laughs> Don't be so certain. You? Alright, so it goes into lightsaber time. Two against one, Opress and Maul versus Obi-Wan. And again, this doesn't go in Obi-Wan's favor. Uh, and it's it's pretty quick. But a, a good a good action sequence nonetheless. But oh yeah, Obi-Wan is felled fairly quickly, rendered unconscious, and taken prisoner aboard the freighter. And they're going to take off, leaving Radonia behind. But not before Ventress gets there and is able to sneak aboard the ship as well. And that's where we'll set up our next audio clip. So Obi-Wan is getting the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> and I don't even know if it's an interrogation at this point, but they're just, uh, Opress and Maul are just having their way with him. Uh, but it doesn't stop Obi-Wan's quippiness from coming through at some point. Still as weak as ever. And they call you master. You know, when I cut you in half, I should have aimed for your neck instead. So the freighters will be taken off from the planet. This is when Asajj Ventures is going to make her move, sneak aboard the ship before it takes off. Uh, and Obi-Wan is about to unleash another epic quip, in my opinion. I like this. Anything more to say? I like your new legs. They make you look taller. So I really like the direction this episode is taking as far as the way that they're just going in in the in Maul's face, right? When he's delivering those lines, you are so up close into his eyes, seeing that venom, that hatred that he has for Kenobi. It is unwavering, it is unshaking, it is all-consuming. And then and on the flip, you you're seeing the defiance in Obi-Wan's eyes as as he knows he's outmatched. He knows things are not going his way, but he will not just cower before Maul. He will not beg for his life. Uh, he, he will do none of those, those things. He will stay Obi-Wan until the end, even though things look very, very bleak for him at this point. 
so it's about this point that Ventress will make her presence known. And again, Maul doesn't know who Ventress is, but Opress does. What a surprise. My former servant, still an animal. And you have a friend now. My brother. A brother? Looks like he's half the man you are, Savage. How unfortunate. I was looking for a challenge, not some wretched castoffs from the Knight Brothers clan. What a disappointment. Who is this brother? A death a mere witch. She betrayed me. <laughs> she knows too much. Destroy her. All right, so let's pause it right there. Interesting, interesting, interesting what we're hearing in this bit of the conversation. Again, the Night Sisters are sort of like the dominant people on Dathomir, but the Night Brothers are also part of the equation there. Uh, but there's no sort of uh, unity between them at this point. Again, and again, form, uh, both agents of Mother Talzin, right? At least that's what was supposed to be the case, right? Mother Talzin has brought Maul back, put Opress onto the path to finding Maul, and now. She's using Maul as her source of payback against Sidious and Dooku and everybody else. So, at the end of the Massacre episode, does that mean she's that Mother Talzin has essentially released Ventress from, from her bonds as a Night Sister, Or are there more roles to play still for Ventress, even? It's, it's um, again, Mother Talzin, not quite the, the gamesmith. Gamesmith? I don't want to use that word. But not, but not quite the master manipulator that Darcidius is by any stretch. I think Talzin's happy just knowing that uh, that Ventress is out in the galaxy now, masterless. She's sort of like this wild card and can go in any direction at any time. But now she's in direct conflict with Talzin's own plans, which is a very, very interesting thing. And I, and I do not remember if they follow up on this at a certain point in the next season or not. Um, I want to believe they do. But again, uh, elements of season five are, are a bit fuzzy to me. So we'll see how this shakes out. But yeah, I mean, think about this. It, it's, it's, you know, Opress was serving Ventress. Ventress was serving Talzin. Opress is serving Talzin. Maul is serving Talzin. Again, it, it's a complicated little Dathomirian soap opera we have going on here. But again, the bottom, large, bottom line, the Knight Brothers and the Knight Sisters seem to have no love loss between each other. You know, they, they seem to work together at the behest of Mother Talzin or one of the other supreme witches of the of Dathomir. Now that you're not on Dathomir, and now we're you know, it's not it's no longer even about Mother Talzin at this point. It's 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 all about Maul's revenge at this point. And and she is in the way. She knows too much and Maul wants her silenced. But this is gonna lead to a really, really great lightsaber battle. And that's that's all you can really ask for, isn't it? Let's, in preparation for that battle, let's make sure that Ventress is helping Obi-Wan, something that, again, a couple seasons ago, we never thought we would have seen. Kenobi, don't tell me someone's finally knocked the fight out of you. Wake up! Ventress? It looks like I'm here to rescue you. When did you become the good guy? Don't insult me. Oh, what a lovely sight to wake up to. Don't flatter yourself, Kenobi. You've never been much to look at, especially now. The witch and the Jedi. 
here for our taking. I want that back. That's fine. Red's not my color. Ready? Like you even had to ask. So there we have it. So many lightsabers going on right now. Ventress giving Kenobi one of her blades. Maul has a blade of his own. Savage Opress has his double-sided lightsaber. And it is go time. And the sight alone of Obi-Wan with the red lightsaber is just... There's something very chilling about that, right? Like, he is the Jedi who, you know, if he had any dalliances with the dark side of the Force, it was early in his, in his, in his Padawan ship with Qui-Gon. And again, maybe the closest he got to, to giving into the dark side was at Qui-Gon's death against Darth Maul here. But this is a lightsaber battle that is awesome, awesome, awesome. You can't you, you can't not watch this scene. It's it's just really really great. You will have so much fun watching this sequence. It is lightsaber heaven. Let's check in on one particular point when Maul decides it's time to uh, goad Obi Wan. You master Qui Gon Jin, I gutted him while you stood helpless and watched. How did that make you feel, Obi Wan? Your rage has unbalanced you. That is not the Jedi way, is it? We're outmatched. You want to run? I learned from watching you. Funny. The cockpit? No! Alright. So here's where we're going to have our heroes attempt to make their escape, get away from the situation in which Obi-Wan has said they are outmatched. But it was very, very interesting watching that sequence there. Maul very easily still able to to goad Obi-Wan into making a mistake, into getting emotional, into into uh, getting angry, thinking about Qui-Gon, thinking about how he ha- was, was helpless to, to aid his master in the battle that cost him his life. And Obi-Wan is susceptible to it. He falls for it. He, he lets his passions take control and it opens him up to all kinds of of attacks from from by by darth maul and he he gets handled pretty you know i don't want to say easily because again obi-wan gives almost as good as he gets but obi-wan does not have the upper hand in this fight he does not have the high ground if you will uh it is it is maul who has unbalanced him as he has said and and obi-wan is not fighting from a position of, of strength at all he is way off kilter he is not centered and and he knows that he has to get out of this to to live to fight another day sort of scenario because he knows he can't do this right now. It, the, the, it's it's become clear to Obi Wan that he, uh, that Maul's right. He's not centered. He's not balanced, and he cannot do this in this fashion. Uh, his emotions versus Maul's emotions is not going to work out in his favor. Not this time around. Uh, and now we get a, a, a very daring escape. Uh, it's it's a pretty great way to go. Maul, oh, excuse me, Maul. Oh, I said it again. Kenobi and Ventress head into the cockpit. They close the chamber, and they're trying to to launch away from the freighter. Right, keep Maul and Opress in the freighter. But as Obi Wan's trying to trigger the release for the the, the little escape shuttle to, to take off, or the for the cockpit to detach. I'm not quite sure how this all works out. <laughs> um, they're cutting through the, the through the airlock, right? 
They got the lightsabers going. Ventress is yelling at everyone, hey, hurry it up, dum-dum, we got to go. Uh, it's, it's a really great sequence. I'm going to see if I can capture some of, the, some of the audio for it. I don't know how well it'll play listening to it as far as not seeing it, but let's check out what we got. Hurry, Kenobi! I'm working on it. Come on, hurry! Now would be a good time. So they make their daring escape, but it is far from the end of Savage Opress and Darth Maul. That is for sure. They're going to go lick their wounds while Maul and Opress plot and scheme. So it's a really great shot as as the escape hatch or escape pod is basically or the cockpit. I, I guess it's the cockpit of the freighter. It's a little confusing how it just attaches, right? And they use it almost as an escape pod, uh, but it separates from the ship, and it's a really great shot of Opress and Maul. You know, in this the 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 force fields lowered on their section of the freighter to to keep compression in the freighter, and they're just standing there in the doorway. And, and again, it's this red tinged force field against Maul's red-tinged body. And they just look so freaking fierce. And they just watch as as Obi-Wan and Ventress make their way and, and like the sort of anger and disgust in their face is uh it's it's it is palpable. It is palpable. But let's check in with Ventress and Kenobi one more time. That was cutting it a little close. You do know it's not over. I know. They'll be after us both now. And now we go to the freighter. <sighs> what now, brother? Do we go after them? No. We will be patient, Savage. I've waited so many years for my revenge. I can wait a little longer. But the Jedi will know that you have survived. They will be coming for us. I am counting on it. There you have it, folks. That is the end of Season 4. The return of Darth Maul is complete, and the galaxy will shake in its frickin' boots now. It is going to be a wild time here coming up with, with more Maul madness, uh, and and I'm just so delighted by all of it. I, one of the things I want to point out as sort of like our closing thoughts here for, for this episode of the show... One of the things in, in the lore of, of Darth Maul that's so interesting to compare to this moment right here on the show where he talks about being patient, how he's been waiting for his revenge for so long now that he can afford to be patient. But we get glimpses of it in Episode 1 in The Phantom Menace, and it's in a lot of the other source material. Again, some of the stuff is now considered the the, the Legends collection or the, or the old expanded universe. You know, Maul, prior... To episode one, uh, impatient, couldn't wait to get revenge against the Jedi. Could not wait to kill a Jedi. It's a, a lot of his, you know, pre-episode one material that again is not necessarily considered canon anymore. Is about his his impatience. It's about him sneaking away from from Darth Sidious and, and trying to engage in a in conflict with a Jedi uh, without his master knowing about it because he's just so thirsty to begin the revenge of the Sith, right? And and it's 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 a lesson that he doesn't seem to be able to learn 
prior to being cut in half at the end of episode one. But now, with everything he's been through, the 10 years time, the, 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 you know, he's been forced to be patient because he hasn't been able to do anything. He's been cast off by Sidious, cast away like a piece of trash, like a wild animal, like the refuse, you know, because he was on a junk planet. And now in that time, he was forced to learn patience. And this enables him to play the game on a level, on a level similar to, not the same level, but a level similar to Darcidius. This makes Maul way more, way more frightening, way more dangerous because he's learned a very valuable skill set from the 10 years he laid in that, that garbage pile in, in Lotho Minor. That's a really key element to think about with Maul and, and his development in the 10 years since we saw him last. Again, in, in, in episode one, impetuous, arrogant, overconfident, and it costs him. It costs him, it costs him, it costs him. And go back and read some of the older stuff. Again, ton, a ton of great Darth Maul material is out there. And it, it's often about him uh, chafing under the control of Sidious, who, who's got him on the leash so tightly and won't let him do anything until until things are in motion, right? Until until Sidious has put his plans in effect. So Maul's got this leash on him. and he's, or like a, It's more like a choke chain for, for Maul because Maul's just like, I, let me at those Jedi. I'm going to kill them all myself. And and this Maul, who has patience, far more deadly, far more dangerous, and now a serious threat in the middle of the Clone Wars. As if the Jedi don't have enough going on with the Clone Wars, now they're going to have to deal with Darth Maul, his plans for Mandalore, his plans with the Shadow Collective, the whole the whole thing. It's a it's a crazy. Um, Another, it's, it's, a, it's a new dimension to the Clone Wars, another aspect that the Jedi have to deal with that make their situation even more uh, desperate. And, 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 and again, sort of add, adds another layer to that cloak of the dark side that's fallen on the Jedi Order. This is just another level of it, and it's, uh, it's, it's a massive weighty, weighty level for sure. For sure. This is nine and a half buckets, no doubt about it. One of the finest episodes of the show. This is a really great, intense episode. Again, Obi-Wan not on his finest game, thrown off very easily by the death by, by the referencing Qui-Gon. Uh, but he has to he Obi-Wan has to learn to take Maul seriously as well. You know, it's not just I beat him before I'll beat him again. No, no, no. Not so fast, my friend. This Maul is different. This Maul has changed a little bit. Again, that revenge through line that that is part of his narrative from the beginning is still there, still present. But but this Maul is dangerous. He has evolved in a sense, in a fashion. His mentality, his drive for revenge will ultimately be his undoing, but he's learned different ways. He has more tactics now at his disposal. He has had time to plan and prepare, and that does make him more dangerous. So think about that as we move forward, as we head into Season 5 of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. It's only going to get better from here on out. So thank you all so, so much for listening. I appreciate you all being being part of our, our amazing audience. Old listeners, welcome back. New listeners, welcome aboard. Hope you're here. Hope you go back and listen to the old episodes and have a great time doing so. Uh, we're having a good time. And I, I think we're actually having a better time than, than I thought we would. I was, I was a little nervous when they started doing the Clone Wars uh, rewatch episodes. I was kind of prompted by some, some excellent audience members to do it. 
and I was nervous at first, but I'm having so much fun. This this has been a really great time, and and I you know we will continue doing these as long as we can, and then we'll go into rebels and, and everything else. It's going to be fantastic as they say in Germany. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Uh, let me give you another reminder here. Follow us on social media. Make sure you, you're liking and doing all the stuff that you have to do on social media. We truly appreciate it. We're at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If you want to support the show with five-star reviews, that is an insanely helpful way to help get the word out about the show, get more listeners on board, get more bucket heads involved in the show. We, that's what we want. We want to grow the numbers. We want to grow our listening base. More bucket heads in the party makes it a better party. Trust me on that one. And if you if you want to support the show financially, again, it's a free podcast. will always be a free podcast. But if you want to help improve the quality of the show, make sure we have good equipment that we're doing. We're making the best possible show for you. You can head over to, over to patreon.com forward slash mandivision. You can become a Mandovision maniac and hang out and, and get sweet bonus content and hang out with super cool people like the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail, Jeff co-hosts Ring in Air, great music podcast, check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing, right here in San Diego, California, and now in Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the silent assassin, he who shall not be named. And Syndicate Ram, come on, the host, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good, a great movie podcast. Check them out. All right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, just a little, another reminder, little programming note. We will be pausing the Star Wars Clone Wars rewatch episodes for a little bit uh, as we watch Kenobi for the next five to six weeks, whatever it's going to end up being. Five weeks? I don't know. Six episodes, but they're doing two in one day, so I can't do math. I don't do it. Not, not on this podcast. No thank you. So we take a little break there, but I'm going to be recording episodes so that we have them banked up and ready to go, uh, and that will hopefully allow us to maintain a two-a-week schedule after Kenobi's done. We'll see how that goes, though. I'll keep you all posted. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, get ready for Kenobi. That's right around the corner. We should have two the episodes. We, we should have reviews for the first two episodes of Kenobi out Later the day, later the day on Friday when they when they after they've dropped, they will be in your feed for your listening pleasure whenever you are ready. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get out of here. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being awesome. Uh, remember, one of the, one of the things we want to do with this podcast is is make Star Wars a great fun place. We don't want toxicity in in the fandom. We're trying our best to be a show that is positive and uh, and. I don't know if uplifting is the word I want to use necessarily, but again, a positive, happy place for Star Wars fans to come together. We don't all have to have the same opinions and the same ideas, but we have to respect each other's ideas and opinions, and that's that's the kind of fandom I want us to be in, and uh, I appreciate everyone who has a similar outlook on Star Wars fandom as I do. So thanks for being here with me. You make the fandom great, and, and uh, yeah, let's keep doing our part. Get more people into Star Wars. Be nice to other Star Wars fans. Be supportive of other Star Wars fans and their ideas. And be excellent to each other, as I say in Bill and Ted. Let's get out of here. We'll talk soon. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the 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 way. <laughs>